book one chapter twenty two of the mystical city of god volume three by the venerable sister mary of jesus of agreda this librivox recording is in the public domain book one chapter twenty two most holy mary offers her only begotten son for the redemption of the human race to the eternal father in return for this sacrifice he grants her a clear vision of the divinity she takes leave of her son as he departs for the desert the love of our great queen and lady for her divine son must always remain the standard by which we must measure as well her actions as all her emotions either of joy or sorrow during her earthly life but we cannot measure the greatness of her love itself nor can the holy angels measure it except by the love which they see in god by the intuitive vision all that can ever be expressed by our inadequate words similes and analogies is but the least portion of what this heavenly furnace of love really contained for she loved jesus as the son of the eternal father equal to him in essence and in all the divine attributes and perfections she loved him as her own natural son son to her in as far as he was man formed of her own flesh and blood she loved him because as man he was the saint of saints and the meritorious cause of all other holiness daniel chapter nine verse twenty four he was the most beautiful among the sons of men psalm forty four verse three he was the most dutiful son of his mother her most magnificent benefactor since it was he that by his sonship had raised her to the highest dignity possible among creatures he had exalted her among all and above all by the treasures of his divinity and by conferring upon her the dominion over all creation together with favors blessings and graces such as were never to be conferred upon any other being these motives and foundations of her love were established and as it were all comprehended in the wisdom of the heavenly lady together with many others which only her exalted knowledge could appreciate in her heart there was no hindrance of love since it was the most innocent and pure she was not ungrateful because her profoundest humility urged her to a most faithful correspondence she was not remiss because in her the most abundant grace wrought with all its efficacy she was not slow or careless since she was filled with most zealous and diligent fervor not forgetful since her most faithful memory was constantly fixed upon the blessings received and upon the reasons and the precepts of deepest love she moved in the sphere of the divine love itself since she remained in his visible presence and attended the school of divine love of her son copying his works and his doings in his very company nothing was wanting to this peerless one among lovers for entertaining love without limitation of measure or manner this most beautiful moon then being at its fullness and looking into this sun of justice just as it had risen like a divine aurora from height to height and reached the noontide splendor of the most clear light of grace this moon mary detached from all material creatures and entirely transformed by the light of this sun having experienced on her part all the effects of his reciprocal love favors and gifts in the height of her blessedness at a time when the loss of all these blessings in her son made it most arduous heard the voice of the eternal father calling her as he once called upon her prototype abraham and demanding the deposit of all her love and hope her beloved isaac genesis chapter twenty two verse one 
the most prudent mother was not unaware that the time of her sacrifice was approaching for her sweetest son had already entered the thirtieth year of his life and the time and place for satisfying the debt he had assumed was at hand but in the full possession of the treasure which represented all her happiness mary was still considering its loss as far off not having as yet had its experience the hour therefore drawing near she was wrapped in a most exalted vision and felt that she was being called and placed in the presence of the throne of the most blessed trinity from it issued a voice of wonderful power saying to her mary my daughter and spouse offer to me thy only begotten son in sacrifice by the living power of these words came to her the light and intelligence of the almighty's will and in it the most blessed mother understood the decree of the redemption of man through the passion and death of her most holy son together with all that from now on would happen in the preaching and public life of the saviour as this knowledge was renewed and perfected in her she felt her soul overpowered by sentiments of subjection humility love of god and man compassion and tenderest sorrow for all that her son was to suffer but with an undismayed and magnanimous heart she gave answer to the most high eternal king and omnipotent god of infinite wisdom and goodness all that has been outside of thee exists solely for thy mercy and greatness and thou art undiminished lord of all how then dost thou command me an insignificant wormlet of the earth to sacrifice and deliver over to thy will the son whom thy condescension has given me he is thine eternal father since from all eternity before the morning star thou hast engendered him psalm 109 verse 3 and thou begettest him and shalt beget him through all the eternities and if i have clothed him in the form of servant letter to the philippians chapter 2 verse 7 in my womb and from my own blood and if i nourished his humanity at my breast and ministered to it as a mother this most holy humanity is also thy property and so am i since i have received from thee all that i am and that i could give him what then can i offer to thee that is not more thine than mine i confess most high king that thy magnificence and beneficence are so liberal in heaping upon thy creatures thy infinite treasures that in order to bind thyself to them thou wishest to receive from them as a free gift even thy only begotten son him whom thou begettest from thy own substance and from the light of thy divinity with him came to me all blessings together and from his hands i received immense gifts and graces wisdom chapter seven verse eleven he is the virtue of my virtue the substance of my spirit life of my soul and soul of my life the sustenance of all my joy of living it would be a sweet sacrifice indeed to yield him up to thee who alone knowest his value but to yield him for the satisfaction of thy justice into the hands of his cruel enemies at the cost of his life more precious than all the works of creation this indeed most high lord is a great sacrifice which thou askest of his mother however let not my will but thine be done let the freedom of the human race be thus bought let thy justice and equity be satisfied let thy infinite love become manifest let thy name be known and magnified before all creatures i deliver him over into thy hands before all creatures i deliver over into thy hands my beloved isaac that he may be truly sacrificed 
I offer my son the fruit of my womb, in order that, according to the unchangeable decree of thy will, he may pay the debt contracted not by his fault, but by the children of Adam, and in order that in his death he may fulfill all that thy holy prophets, inspired by thee, have written and foretold. This sacrifice, with all that pertained to it, was the greatest and the most acceptable that ever had been made to the Eternal Father since the creation of the world, or will be made to the end, outside of that made by his own Son, the Redeemer. And hers was most intimately connected with and like to that which he offered. If the greatest charity consists in offering one's own life for the beloved, without a doubt, most holy Mary far surpassed this highest degree of love toward men, as she loved her son much more than her own life. For in order to preserve the life of her son, she would have given the lives of all men, if she had possessed them, yea, and countless more. Among men there is no measure by which to estimate the love of this heavenly lady, and it can be estimated only by the love of the eternal father for his son. As Christ says to Nicodemus, John chapter 15 verse 13. So God loved the world, that he gave his only Son, in order that none of those who believed in him might perish. So this might also be said in its degree of the love of the Mother of Mercy, and in the same way do we owe to her proportionately our salvation. For she also loved us so much, that she gave her only Son for our salvation. And if she had not given it in this manner, when it was asked of her by the Eternal Father on this occasion, the salvation of men could not have been executed by this same decree, since this decree was to be fulfilled on condition that the mother's will should coincide with that of the Eternal Father. Such is the obligation which the children of Adam owe to Most Holy Mary. Having accepted the offering of the Great Lady, it was fitting that the Most Blessed Trinity should reward and immediately pay her by some favor, which would comfort her in her sorrow, and manifest more clearly the will of the Eternal Father, and the reasons for his command. Therefore the Heavenly Lady, still wrapped in the same vision, and raised to a more exalted ecstasy, in which she was prepared and enlightened, in the manner elsewhere described. The divinity manifested itself to her by an intuitive and direct vision. In this vision, by the clear light of the essence of God, she comprehended the inclination of the infinite good, to communicate his fathomless treasures to the rational creatures by means of the works of the incarnate word, and she saw the glory that would result from these wonders to the name of the Most High. Filled with jubilation of her soul at the prospect of all these sacramental mysteries, the Heavenly Mother renewed the offering of her divine Son to the Father, and God comforted her with the life-giving bread of heavenly understanding, in order that she might, with invincible fortitude, assist the incarnate word in the work of the redemption as his co-adatrix and helper. According to the disposition of infinite wisdom, and according as it really happened afterwards in the rest of her life. Then Most Holy Mary issued forth from this exalted rapture, in the description of which I will not further detain myself, for it was accompanied by the same circumstances as the other intuitive visions already mentioned. But by its effects, and the strength imparted through it, she now prepared to separate from her divine Son, who had already resolved to enter upon his fast in the desert, in view of receiving his baptism. He therefore called his mother, and speaking to her with the tokens of sweetest love and compassion, he said, 
my mother my existence as man i derive entirely from thy substance and blood of which i have taken the form of a servant in thy virginal womb letter to the philippians chapter two verse seven thou also hast nursed me at thy breast and taken care of me by thy labors and sweat for this reason i account me more thine own and as thy son than any other ever acknowledged or more than any ever will acknowledge himself as the son of his mother give me thy permission and consent toward accomplishing the will of my eternal father already the time has arrived in which i must leave thy sweet intercourse and company and begin the work of the redemption of man the time of rest has come to an end and the hour of suffering for the rescue of the sons of adam has arrived but i wish to perform this work of my father with thy assistance and thou art to be my companion and helper in preparing for my passion and death of the cross although i must now leave thee alone my blessing shall remain with thee and my loving and powerful protection i shall afterwards return to claim thy assistance and company in my labors for i am to undergo them in the form of man which thou hast given me with these words while both mother and son were overflowing with abundant tears the lord placed his arms around the neck of the most tender mother yet both maintaining a majestic composure such as befitted these masters in the art of suffering the heavenly lady fell at the feet of her divine son and with ineffable sorrow and reverence answered my lord and eternal god thou art indeed my son and in thee is fulfilled all the force of love which i have received of thee my inmost soul is laid open to the eyes of thy divine wisdom my life would account but little if i could thereby save thy own or if i could die for thee many times but the will of the eternal father and thy own must be fulfilled and i offer my own will as a sacrifice for this fulfillment receive it my son and as master of all my being let it be an acceptable offering and let thy divine protection never be wanting to me it would be a much greater torment for me not to be allowed to accompany thee in thy labors and in thy cross may i merit this favor my son and i ask of thee as thy true mother in return for the human form which thou hast received of me the most loving mother also besought him to take along some food from the house or that he allow it to be sent to where he was to go but the savior would not consent to anything of the sort at the same time enlightening his mother of what was befitting for the occasion they went together to the door of their poor house where she again fell at his feet to ask his blessing and kiss his feet the divine master gave her his benediction and then began his journey to the jordan issuing forth as the good shepherd to seek his lost sheep and bring them back on his shoulders to the way of eternal life from which they had been decoyed by deceit luke chapter fifteen verse five when our redeemer sought st john in order to be baptized he had already entered his thirtieth year although not much of it had yet passed for he betook himself directly to the banks of the jordan where st john was baptizing matthew chapter three verse thirteen and he received baptism at his hands about thirty days after he had finished the twenty-ninth year of his life on the same day as is set aside for its celebration by the church i cannot worthily describe the sorrow of most holy mary at his departure nor the compassion of the saviour for her 
all words and description are far too inadequate to manifest what passed in the heart of the son and mother as this was to be part of their meritorious sufferings it was not befitting that the natural effects of their mutual loves should be diminished god permitted these effects to work in them to their full extent and as far as was compatible with the holiness of both mother and son our divine teacher also found no relief in hastening his steps toward the goal of our redemption to which he was drawn by the force of his immense charity nor was the thought of what he intended a lessening of the sense of loss which she sustained at his departure for all this only made more certain and more copious the torments which he was to undergo oh my dearest love why does not our ingratitude and hardness of heart allow us to meet thee with a responsive love why does not the perfect uselessness of man and still more his ingratitude influence thee to desist without us o oh my eternal goodness and life thou wilt be just as happy without us as with us just as infinite in perfections holiness and glory we can add nothing to that which thou hast in thyself since thou art entirely independent of creatures why then o oh my love dost thou so anxiously seek us out and care for us why dost thou at the cost of thy passion and the cross purchase our happiness without doubt because thy incomprehensible love and goodness esteems it as thy own and we alone insist in treating our own happiness as alien to thee and to ourselves instruction which the most holy mary the queen of heaven gave me my daughter i wish that thou ponder and penetrate more and more this mystery of which thou hast written so fixing it in thy soul that thou wilt be drawn to imitate my example at least in some part of it consider then that in the wisdom of the divinity which i had on this occasion i was made to comprehend the high value which the lord sets upon the labors the passion and death of my son and upon all those who were to imitate and follow jesus in the way of the cross knowing this i not only offered to deliver my son over to passion and death but i asked him to make me his companion and partaker of all his sorrows sufferings and torments which request the eternal father granted then in order to begin following in the footsteps of his bitterness i besought my son and lord to deprive me of interior delights and this petition was inspired in me by the lord himself because he wished it so and because my own love taught me and urged me thereto this desire for suffering and the wishes of my divine son led me on in the way of suffering he himself because he loved me so tenderly granted me my desires for those whom he loves he chastises and afflicts proverbs chapter three verse twelve i as his mother was not to be deprived of this blessed distinction of being entirely like unto him which alone makes this life most estimable immediately this will of the most high this my earnest petition began to be fulfilled i began to feel the want of his delightful caresses and he began to treat me with greater reserve that was one of the reasons why he did not call me mother but woman at the marriage feast at cana and at the foot of the cross john chapter two verse four and chapter nineteen verse twenty six and also on other occasions when he abstained from words of tenderness so far was this from being a sign of diminution of his love 
that it was rather an exquisite refinement of his affection to assimilate me to him in the sufferings which he chose for himself as his precious treasure and inheritance hence thou wilt understand the ignorance and error of mortals and how far they drift from the way of light when as a rule nearly all of them strive to avoid labor and suffering and are frightened by the royal and secure road of mortification and the cross full of this deceitful ignorance they do not only abhor resemblance to christ's suffering and my own and deprive themselves of the true and highest blessing of this life but they make their recovery impossible since all of them are weak and afflicted by many sins for which the only remedy is suffering sin is committed by base indulgence and is repugnant to the suffering sorrow while tribulation earns the pardon of the just judge by the bitterness of sorrow and affliction the vapours of sin are allayed the excesses of the concupiscible and irascible passions are crushed pride and haughtiness are humiliated the flesh is subdued the inclination to evil to the sensible and earthly creatures is repressed the judgment is cleared the will is brought within bounds and its desultory movements at the call of the passions are corrected and above all divine love and pity are drawn down upon the afflicted who embrace suffering with patience or who seek it to imitate my most holy son in this science of suffering are renewed all the blessed riches of the creatures those that fly from them are insane those that know nothing of this science are foolish exert thyself then my dearest daughter to advance in this knowledge welcome labors and suffering and give up ever desiring human consolations remember also that in the spiritual consolations the demon conceals his pitfalls for thy ruin and destruction for thou shouldest know his continual attempts to ruin the spiritually inclined the pleasures of contemplating and looking upon the lord and his caresses great or small are so enticing that delight and consolation overflow in the faculties of the mind and cause some souls to accustom themselves to the sensible pleasures of this intercourse in consequence thereof they make themselves unfit for other duties belonging to reasonable life of human creatures and when it is necessary to attend to them they are annoyed lose their interior peace and control become morose intractable full of impatience toward their neighbors forgetting all humility and charity when they then perceive their own restlessness and its consequences they blame all to their exterior occupations in which the lord has placed them for the exercise of their obedience and charity failing to see or acknowledge that all their troubles arise from their want of mortification and subjection to providence and from their attachment to their own selfish inclinations the demon tries to beguile them by mere desires for quiet and solitude and the secret communications of the lord in solitude for they imagine that in retirement all is good and holy and that all their trouble arises from inability to follow their pious desires in solitude in these very faults thou hast fallen sometimes and from now on i wish that thou guard against them especially for all things there is a time as the wise man says ecclesiastes chapter three verse five both for enjoying delightful embraces and for abstaining therefrom to seek to prescribe to the lord a time for his intimate embraces is the error of souls only beginning imperfectly to serve the lord and to strive after virtue and similar is the fault 
of feeling too deeply the want of these consolations i do not tell thee therefore purposely to seek distraction and exterior occupations nor to find thy pleasure in them for this is nothing short of dangerous but to obey with peace of mind whenever thy superiors command and willingly to leave the delights of the lord in order to find him again in useful labor and in service of thy neighbor this thou must prefer to retirement and to private consolations and on this account thou must not love them too much for in the anxious cares of a superior thou must learn to believe hope and love so much the more deeply in this manner thou must find thy lord at all times in all places and occupations as thou hast already experienced i desire that thou never consider thyself deprived of his sweetest vision and presence or of his most loving intercourse or that thou doubt with pusillanimity whether thou canst find and enjoy god outside thy retirement all creation is full of his glory ecclesiasticus chapter forty two verse sixteen and there is no void and thou livest and movest and hast thy being in god enjoy thou thy solitude whenever he does not oblige thee to these exterior occupations all this thou wilt still more fully understand in the nobility of the love which i require of thee for the imitation of my son and of me with him thou must rejoice sometimes in his youth sometimes accompany him in his labors for the salvation of men sometimes retire with him to solitude sometimes be transfigured with him to a new creature sometimes embrace with him tribulations and the cross following up the divine lessons which he taught thereby in short i wish thee to understand well that in me there was a continual desire to imitate or an actual imitation of all that was most perfect in his works in this consisted my greatest perfection and holiness and therein i wish thee to follow me so far as thy weak strength assisted by grace will allow for this purpose thou must first die to all the inclinations of a daughter of adam without reserving in thee any choice of desires any self-constituted judgment as to admitting or rejecting the good for thou knowest not what is befitting and thy lord and spouse who knows it and who loves thee more than thou dost thyself will decide all this for thee if thou resignest thyself entirely to his will he gives thee a free hand only in regard to thy love of him and in thy desire to suffer for him while in all the rest thy desires will only make thee drift away from his will and mine this will surely be the result of following thy own will and inclinations desires and appetites deny and sacrifice them all raising thyself above thyself up to the high and exalted habitation of the lord and master attend to his interior lights and to the truth of his words of eternal life john chapter six verse sixty nine and in order that thou mayest follow them take up the cross matthew chapter sixteen verse twenty four tread in his footsteps walk in the odor of his ointments canticles chapter one verse three and be anxious to reach thy lord and having obtained possession of him do not leave him canticles chapter three verse four end of chapter twenty two